You're listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. talk about you know your descent into, into like yoga purgatory oh my god that implies i was never that implies i was ever part of the mainstream you were interviewed by the mainstream media that 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 counts well that was a psyop <laughs> um they assumed that because i was a yoga teacher i was retarded that was a right, big you know on their part because I did a media education campaign, and it's ongoing. All right, so I find it utterly fascinating that, like, you were the the victim of this post-colonial militant um, political correctness army. So let's start at the beginning. So you were teaching yoga at Ottawa University? I had a stretching class that was uh, ongoing for a while since my – friend's girlfriend, who was also a friend of mine, was the person running the Center for Students with Disabilities. Well, you say it was called stretching. I thought that was a joke. That you, you really were calling it stretching? Like I thought. Well, had, here's the I thing. I was, in, I was fascinated by, by yoga from age 16 onward. And I always, okay. from the first time I had a Kundalini experience, which was probably yeah, age of 16 when I read a book on yoga. Okay. Uh, I remember pulling myself back and thinking, if I follow this now, then I'm not going to be able to teach anybody what it is that I'm trying to teach them. Okay. So if if I had followed it then, then it would have been, I don't want to say cheating, but it always felt very much like I was being pulled back into the ancient teachings. And at that time, when she'd asked me to teach a yoga class, it was her that called it yoga. And for me, it's just like, well, you know, call, honestly, call it whatever you, you, that you want. My mom was an aerobics instructor. I was always just, I always wanted to help people stretching. And I, I mean, at the time, it, it was, I mean, I was known as stretching Jen, basically, from university on, like, the whole okay. famous thing that happened to me, the brief period of in the news there, wouldn't have been infamous. able to be sustained. You were infamous. It wouldn't you have been able infamous. to be sustained without an enormous amount of people out there who already knew me personally and knew how passionate I was, who were active on social media and were able to quash any type of negative publicity that assholes would have tried to bubble up about me. So, I mean, there's okay. definitely no shortage of people that despise me, and it's mainly because they... <laughs> they mainly just want they're they're I don't want to say they're jealous of me, but they're living a lie, and I give I give away the lie that they're living. Unfortunately, they're living a lie. A and lot of us like, are living a lie. Oh, everybody is on some level, right? And and that's the thing. Yeah. We all have illusions in our ego, and that's totally fine. Like I'm not here to judge anybody else's illusions because the fact of it is that we've all got them, right? But when when someone's projection, their false persona. Mm-hmm. is an imitation of somebody else, and you, and they meet somebody who is on a path towards self-realization, they, they're reminded of the fact that what it is that they're personifying isn't a genuine thing. 
their persona that well it's <laughs> the thing is <laughs> the practice of yoga is about egotistical self transcendence it's about understanding how your ego operates so that's okay, why you okay. can say you can always say oh i have illusions i have attachments because if i didn't have those ego i mean on a very basic level you look at it as an you know i mean is it an attachment to hold the shit inside your ass that is technically <laughs> um, I just want to make sure that we live to the politically incorrect title no, of the game test because literally I'm down for I'm ah you know me I will do whatever okay 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 that's cool so I just, I just want to focus on on your brief moment of infamy because I just found it so fascinating that you know I had to contact you and, and say hi to you and stuff and that's how our budding friendship started um, and that's but why I got that. When I received that, I was like, wow. <laughs> you didn't think your reach was that far? I just felt touched that somebody else had that much. Um, it was really like feeling like a uh, maybe two reservoirs of water that extended deep under the ground had reached out and finally touched each other. Oh, that's so sweet. Somebody feels as deeply as I do and cares as much as I do and wants to support me. And, and yeah. I was like, okay, well, I, I've got, you know, I've got all this going on now. And I know at some point they're going to realize that something I'm going to say is going to go against the mainstream narrative and they're going to censor me. And at that point I was like, why not just fucking say everything? Yeah. And that's because, clearly what you did. <laughs> if um, if so, I'm on a fucking timer. Why not just crack the egg wide open? Because honestly, the direction we've been going in of ultra PC censorship, yeah, it's especially annoying for me because I basically I've self segregated out of the mainstream for a really long time. I've I've been well. I'll basically I'll hit up a club to fucking shame some people on the dance floor, but I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? I'm not going yeah. to meet cool Canadians. That's not happening. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I just want to stop you like there, there for a second. I just want to kind of go back up to like a 50,000-foot view here. So I just want to like, because the people that will be listening to this, obviously a lot of them may not have heard of the infamous events that took place, you know, in Ottawa. So you were teaching, you know, intentional stretching or whatever it was called, basically. <laughs> it was okay. My friend, okay, the thing is I was passionate about yoga. I was obsessed with it. And I was always studying it and, and stretching constantly because it just, it feels so good to stretch, right? So there'll be, there, I guarantee you there's tons of people who would, who would remember those days about, you know, 10 or so years ago when I was in university and I was just constantly stretching everywhere. And it was okay, to me it was okay, just okay. so fun and like, because to me university represented total freedom. It was so free, and that was a thing. Like there was a there was a professor that did this anarchy sort of sit-in rebellion kind of thing where he eventually got fired, but it was almost like he was trying to get fired, and now he's like mm -hmm. kind of undermining the system. But I feel like he embodies a bit of a Marxist perspective, and he kind of gave everybody okay. an automatic plus. And I was like thinking, okay. So there was a lot okay, of sort so, of degeneracy that was happening generally. All right, so let's let's just back up here. So let's let's uh, let's 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 um, take a deep breath. So you were teaching intentional intentional yoga or whatever, and then you got a notice saying you are you're European, so you can't teach yoga. Is that is that accurate or or what? The first email was. 
we have to be careful when we express or how we express ourselves because of certain colonialism and sensitivity. You were teaching yoga, had no complaints, and then they basically said, you know, you have to be considerate of the fact that you are not Indian. They didn't come out and say, you're not Indian. They just said, we have to be careful how we express ourselves in the practice of yoga. And I said, hey, no problem. Because the thing is, I don't, it was a blow-off, and on the subconscious level, I knew it was a blow-off, but basically, I loved it, the class so much that I just, I kept basically trying to submit to anything that they wanted. What do they want you to do? Like, like There was nothing like, that I could do to assuage them. I begged them for two and a half months to, to put the class on, and they refused to promote it, and they just kept stonewalling me because they wanted to silence me, because they were censoring me, because they didn't like that... I had well. The thing is, at the time, I had made yeah. a post. I I made a post on Facebook that, and I know that my posts on Facebook today are a certain tone. If you go back, if you go back to my Facebook posts before I was famous, they're completely different. Yeah. Really. You have to realize that this is a reactionary rebellion so against really, Apple. So this really changed you, like. Oh, I'm completely a different person than I was before this all happened. And then the fact that I had so much love from everybody in the media and how, honestly, I didn't, I don't think I spoke to anybody that was rude to me. Everybody was super nice to me, except for this one feminist asshole who I don't know what I'm talking about, but everybody was super great. And I just thought, you know, I love them all. Okay, so they, they basically... That, that's the whole idea. Like, the, the, the complex doesn't hire people who are aware of the deceptions that they're committing. They're just naive enough to fall for them. So I just thought, well, I'll show you what's actually going on, and you'll <laughs> okay. see that quickly that the divorce is so radically from what's true that you can't possibly hold both of those things at the same time. What I'm hoping is in the future people will just say, we accept that this information source is completely biased, as an ad hoc thing, and we sort right. of fall our cultural cues somewhere else. Okay, so let's, again, take a deep breath. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no problem, no problem. No, My brain started literally. I'm so sorry. No, no problem. I don't want you to apologize. What I want you to do is I want you to just kind of, like, stay at a higher level here. We're going to have a higher vibrational tone, so to speak. So, um, Jen, you, you got to hold on here. So I want to get this this point out here because this is this is like this is what made you okay. So you're teaching intentional yoga at University of Ottawa. I was. And wh what did you do that put you on their radar? Oh, um, I didn't find out till later what happened. Okay, so what was it re retrospectively? What had you done? The thing is, like the the whole sequence of events sort of played out. And I was sort of blissfully unaware of the whole. It's, I feel like you're dodging the question. What did well, you I'm, do? It's, it's, the thing is, like, if I say it now, it's like, well, that doesn't explain my behavior at the time. And it's like, well, my behavior at the time, I didn't know what had happened, right? Like, Well, that's why it's going to be funny. It's going to be funny if you say it now. So just, this what, what did you do? two weeks after the original story went out. So, you know, we're talking, I've already talked to Fox, I've already talked to, you know. No, 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 before that, before that, what what, what made them say you have to be culturally sensitive of the fact well, that you're here's not the, Here's the point, is that I didn't find out the reason why un, until much later. 
So, so what was the reason? If I had known that this reason, my reaction would have been different, right? I wouldn't okay, have. Right. Like, it wouldn't have been what it was, but I found out. Basically, you have to realize that I found out something that happened months earlier, two weeks after the whole incident. Okay, so what happened months earlier? I placed, a, um, there's a meta-analysis that was done of antidepressant drugs. Okay. It says they're no more effective than a placebo. That's been around for a few years. It's, I wouldn't say it's uh, controversial. Okay, okay. And I just some said, would say it is, but that's fine. Some would say that toxic, well, it wasn't a categorical write-off. It was more Placebo. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, so keep going, keep going. Okay. So. Well, I don't, I don't tend to make absolutely 100% categorical statements, but I think it's important to be honest. And okay. So you did a meta-analysis on antidepressants. They don't, they don't do what it is that they say that they do, and they have a lot okay. of bad side effects. And did you post this on Facebook? I posted it on Facebook. And someone from the University of Ottawa got a hair up their rear about it. Basically, right? They didn't like the fact that I had said this publicly. Oh, okay. So was the fact that you're obviously not Indian a pretense when they're really their issue with, with you was that you were not politically correct regarding absolutely. the antidepressants? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, I didn't know that. I thought they were sincere in their um, in their anti-colonial beliefs that Fine. only people from India should teach yoga. I didn't know that. I didn't know but that. You didn't either. know that, but you you didn't know that. Okay, so you, you were assuming that they were just really stupid and thought that only Indian people should teach yoga. So okay, so you, you go with that and you get interviewed by Fox News and all these other people. So okay, so now we're there. You're getting interviewed. So what happens then? I had a lot of fun. I had to take a week <laughs> off uh, work and uh, just said, you know what, I'm going to put my mind 100% into this and I'm going to do a really good job. I'm going to do the best job that I can because I feel like I've been oppressed my whole life for being. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. And if there was nothing wrong with you, Jen, 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 if there was nothing wrong with you, I would have no interest in doing a podcast with you. <laughs> okay. Let's just make that clear. All right. So let's let again let's let's take a deep breath. Let's go back at fifty thousand feet here. So you do a bunch of interviews. They go through the trouble of hiring someone that um ate Indian food once or twice. And that was <laughs> and their qualification for doing yoga, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, um, basically, she visited India once. She ate some Indian food, had a mango last year once or twice, and she looked Indian, which was enough for them. Basically, she didn't look white, so that qualified her to teach yoga. She was your replacement. They were so, under media scrutiny the entire time until they replaced me, which took about two months. So they got a lot of a flack for that, probably. Do you know if that person that replaced you, the one that likes Indian food, is she still teaching that class? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you if you're keeping up with this. I don't know. I okay. Well, here's what happened. I told the people in the media. I said, "Listen, I'm just going to keep writing, and if you want to follow me, go ahead." Right. And it worked. And and you know whoever it is I'm influencing, it's sufficiently few people that. The, the opinion is just diffuse enough that, okay. and the fact of it is that if somebody tries to take me down now, I have enough of a profile within a community of people who has a sufficient influence that still wants to keep me a secret, which is that important. It's that dark place in the influence but non-famous thing. It's so, like the, it, like, think, of it like, think of me as Fight Club. So 
if you want to bring somebody into liking me as a niche thing, you want yeah. to make sure they're going to kind of only bring in people who are going to be non-subversive, right? Well, or, you know, they could be subversive in a very protagonistic way. you got to um, realize that I've been chilling with scientists since I was a kid. I basically said I'm not going to do any superstition. Okay. And I'm going to okay. 100% focus on cause and effect. So if if that's your attitude, then, you know, your friends are scientific, you know, they're technological type people. And they they prove themselves subversive because they just, well, one wouldn't accept the quantum mind hypothesis. The other was a Marxist, and it was just like. Okay, okay wait, we're getting into the weeds here. This is, we got to stay 50,000 50, feet up in the area. We're going to stay, we got to stay high. High and dry here, okay, so. What are we saying, um, though? What What is the original? The original, what was the question? Okay, so basically, um, this all this stuff happened to you, and now you're a changed person. You are more, or you say you're probably less naive to the things that are happening around you because of, of everything that happened, right? Um. Well, I don't know. It's a very strange question. Well, no, you're more aware that people might be screwing with you since the whole yoga thing, since Yoga Gate? Um, I was always suspicious, to be honest, of pretty much everybody. In case anyone has not looked at your Facebook posts, they're basically like, if, if Jen were to show up at your house, <laughs> and, no, wait, if you were to show up at Jen's house, she would open the front door, and she would peel the skin off your body. That's what her Facebook posts are like. So if you want to read them, we'll have a link on the page. So, so And that, honestly, is, is really true. You could take Jen's Facebook po posts, and you could rub them against Amber and start a campfire. So, <laughs> so anyway, okay, so, so, so we got this um, this kind of whole yoga gate thing that, that happened. You became famous for, you know, um, being accused of, of the crime of teaching yoga while white. So, but that was a pretense because really what they, all, they probably didn't like that either, but what they really didn't like is the fact that you, you know, had politically incorrect views on antidepressants, which we can talk about another time. So now you're semi-famous, uh, and um, we're going to explore all kinds of other of other topics. Um, so you're living in, in Ottawa, and uh, and I'm living in, in Boston, and we're going to try to take things that are real and things that are unreal and things that are visible and things that are invisible. And you're going to take things that are scientific and I'm going to take, take things that are holographic and we're going to put them together and we're going to light them with a match and if it blows up the whole fucking world, that's okay. I just feel like the whole the whole yoga famous thing is like... <laughs> Did you get out the pertinent details about Yoga Gate? Um, the truth is that I laughed so much on probably a level most people would consider insane okay. due to how many different overlying themes of people pissing me off that incident personified. Okay, okay. So that's I'll take that as a yes, okay. Um So can I talk about something else just for a second? No important to me. Uh okay, so you can give us a preview, but we're not gonna really go anywhere else majorly in this conversation, but just give us a preview, Jen. The word social justice warrior, it, it's in the it's in the vernacular now. Yes, yes, yes. And, Jen, would you consider yourself a social justice warrior? Well, one of my proxies uh, accused me of this. 
he said, Jen, he said, he's like, he's like, you're a social justice warrior. So it's a pejorative. Um, well, I think he was saying that, you know, how, basically implying like, how dare I call out SJWs because I am one. Okay. And I mean, that's the only person that can really do it. The only person that can call out a fraud is a person who is genuinely pursuing a cause of social, you know, being able to be on campus once a week may not sound like much to you to instruct students, but the truth is that when people have somewhere that they can go where there's somebody there that really truly really doesn't judge them based on anything, because literally anybody I know will tell you I'm not racist. And it's not about okay. race to me, it's just about openness, right? So to have that on campus, like, yeah, it did mean a lot to me, but not in the sense of, not in the way that people think, just in the caring about the younger generation, I guess, because I don't have kids yet, you know, just doing some yeah. community service. Okay, so you are literally a social justice warrior. I literally am a bunch of things, and one of them okay. is a person who enjoys helping other people. Now, the oh, thing okay. about SJWs is that they need this fucking reassurance from society that they're a good person, and it's gone so astray from, you know, yeah. pollutions from impure ideologies. And this is why, you know, the average person is just so fed up with it, but they don't have the words for it. And that's where I come in. And like I said, burn your face off. But the point is that whoever can take it, whoever can take that, they get to rise to the top of what I create. And they're creating it, too, by doing it to whatever is being done to the media right now. And it's obvious that it's. It's changed. And somebody somebody told it to me in a bar. They said it changed the conversation. And I don't watch the news, so I don't actually know what that means. But I hope it's good. All right. Cool. cool. All right. So that's we're going to talk more about that in our next conversation. But I just wanted to kind of get out, like, who you were and, like, how you uh, got kind of reborn as um, as who you are now based on the, the events in Ottawa. Um, I, I'm describing them as if they were some natural disaster, but the events in Ottawa, um, well, they, they sort of were a minor, a minor disaster. Felt like a giant hug. It felt like a giant hug. Oh, that was so sweet. She came Getting out of feeling really good. Was like, oh my God, this guy sent me a book, and oh, it's like right. getting. It's like. Somebody cared that much about how sad I was, and and that's that's kind of the point that I that like. Well, I was hoping like, the book would cheer you up a little bit. Oh, I'm already happy though. Like the fact that everything went, I'm just so happy. Like, <laughs> okay, that's good. I don't know. This is great. This is going to be like therapy for you. This the show's going to be like therapy for you, Jen. It was never bitter. Like when it was. When I was in the news, I just thought, okay, well, I can do an education campaign, and I got to educate so many reporters in the process that why would I resent what happened now, knowing how it went down? Mm -hmm. I'm really happy that it happened, and everybody got to get a chance to think about what 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 the issues are. I'm really, really no, I'm impressed. Seriously, that that you, you kind of you took that opportunity and and made it really positive by doing what you just said you did. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, um, well, it's my promise myself when I reincarnated, so I have to follow through on my promise. I mean, if I don't, what am I doing? Are you going to reincarnate? What are you going to reincarnate yourself as? That depends on my following. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's not. A, it's not looking very attractive for the time being. That may change, but 
would you reincarnate yourself as one of those Amazon uh, drones that deliver books to your house? Because I, I think you'd like that. I think that's <laughs> really kind of where you're at because you'd be able to spy on people and then, like, drop information on them, whether they like it or not. I think that kind of describes you to a T, actually. You want to educate people, and dropping books on them would be a good way to do that. You know, that's kind of how lucid dreaming feels. Really? The feeling of lucid dreaming um, where, like, that moment between, like, you're kind of leaning over the ledge, the moment where your center of mass shifts. Yep. That is a very, that can be paralyzing moment for a lot of people. And in that sense, you sort of get that shift in consciousness where most people miss it, but they go into that, like, floaty stage or whatever. I want to stay in that floaty stage. In fact, um, the next time we talk, I want to focus a lot on, on that, on that, uh, the topic. Why don't we do a lucid dreaming podcast? Cause I'm, uh, I've done a lot of lucid dreaming. I have a lot of experience with it. Absolutely love, uh, love the All idea right. of self-improvement. We will do a consciousness episode, the lucid dreaming episode and a bunch of other stuff. So, um, uh, that's why uh, our organization is going to be one that does media releases, which also serve to keep the verity of the media in check. And our organization, you mean like, you mean a intentional sharpening media uh, cartel? Well, whatever you need to call it, because obviously search of entropy is only for the inner circle, because the average person cannot handle search of entropy. They cannot handle me ripping apart the fundamental. No, 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 it is. You're going to be doing that here, too. I just, for some reason, the church, I didn't like the fact that there was actually a couple churches out there that actually were still called the Church of Entropy. So I didn't oh, want anyone. Oh, I'm like, not intimidated by that. I didn't want anyone looking for spiritual salvation and then having you show up at their door and hitting them with a blowtorch. How is that any different from opening the door and your skin getting peeled off? Well, you're, you'd be expecting the skin being peeled up, but you, you wouldn't be expecting the blowtorch. And, and there's, there's a subtle difference. This is why I need you. I need you to just point out to me the subtle differences. As, as one of your most talented proxies, I'm going to make sure that to, to be your handler and to introduce you to the world one piece at a time uh, so it's not to blind people uh, to, your, to your talents and, and what, you, what you represent. Um, I have a feeling if we, were to, if we were to expose all of you to the world, to, to the podcast world at once, um, it might cause people's eyes to bleed and their ears to bleed. So <laughs> we're going to do this a little bit at a time, Jen Sharf, a little bit at a time so people can, can take the dose. We don't want to OD people on Jen. <laughs> Why do you think I need proxies, my friend? I absolutely cannot do this alone. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Beyond. So say, let's. Uh, how are we going to end each show? We're going to say, see you next week, or or see you tomorrow, or see you, see you um, until next time. Um, what would be like? It could be. Could it be something like quasi cheesy cliche, but quasi original? This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on scienceboobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.